What's up? It's your host, Nina, with Women of Illustration. Today, we are with Mary Purdy, also known as Drawn by Mary, and we're talking about how do you say yes to the right projects to avoid nightmare, nightmare clients? Um, because I think we've all had them. I mean, they're everywhere. I feel like there's more bad clients than good clients. What do you think? Oh yeah, I would say so. It's and gross. and the more the more you've worked with the bad clients, the easier it is to discern them. But man, that, and they're everywhere. It's and rough, sometimes yeah. it takes them like a hot minute to like reveal themselves. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, like sometimes it'll be like it seems like the dream project and it's like with a really big brand and they're like, Oh, just yeah. do whatever you want. Just like we just want you, man. And you're like, Okay and then you end up doing like fucking literally 20 revisions and they said that they, they needed it ASAP but really what they meant is they want you to work really quickly but they're going to take two weeks to respond to your email oh yeah that happens all the time and they're like what um like yeah we love your style just do that and then you do a bunch of like options and they're like just kidding not like that <laughs> we want it's like, your what? style but like better than that it's like, like your style but in our can you just like read our mind and see what we're trying to like it's like a franken like sometimes people i'm like just send me like whatever of mine that you find just send it to me so i i have like a like which which style of mine are you referring to and also kind the of word like, style right like yeah some people don't know what that word means like they might just think like Square ratio images. True. That's a style. Like, no, it's not. It's an aspect ratio. Mm, like yeah, that. and if you have a lot of different styles in your, like, portfolio, it's like, which one? I, w you know, I was working differently five years ago than I am today, so, like, which... <laughs> Which totally. fan? You know, you're a fan of which part of my portfolio. It's... Yeah, and style could be, like, style of typography, like, right. texture or no texture, what fucking Procreate brushes you use. There's so many things. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, in my experience, like... I really, I mean, for the most part, don't get me wrong, there are bad clients. They do exist. They suck. But for the most part, you could usually avoid them by just like recognizing the red flags. Mm -hmm. Or if something goes wrong, it's usually the designer's fault. Cause like, where's the professional? Oh, so totally. we should be able, like, if they're usually, it's always comes down to like a breakdown in communication. You didn't ask enough questions. Mm -hmm. You assumed your client knew something that they didn't. And it's, it's really a hard pill to swallow. Cause it's so much easier to be like, he was just a dick. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I definitely have had dick clients that like call you at two in the morning that like yell obscenities into a oh, voicemail. No. Like why? Like that's going to make me work faster. No, it won't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like being it... mean to a waitress. Like you're going to exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, right. You don't mess with people who are handling your food. They can spit in it or, you know, people who are yeah. doing your handling design your work. Marketing. Yeah. Like, I will hide a penis in there and you will yeah. not be able to find it until you get 200 comments on Instagram. Oh man, okay? that's amazing. I never thought of that. Yes. That was like something <laughs> I really genius. took pleasure in when I worked at Disney. It was like, how can I hide little dicks and penis? Because like the wow. old Disney movies, they do that. Like, they, the oh yeah, they totally they would, do. They yeah. put like dicks and stuff. So I thought that'd be really funny until yeah. I got caught once. And then I had a stern talking to from oh, legal. Oh no. I was 19. I thought I was being funny. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> What do you expect from a 19-year-old? Yeah, I was like, maybe my first job shouldn't have been Disney. Maybe yeah. I should have had some experience before <laughs> yeah. I worked here. I feel like that's more of a you problem. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> all right, so let's have the people get to know Drawn by Mary. So what do you do for a living? I am a full-time freelance illustrator. Yes. Um, yeah, I kind of fell into it by accident. I was working as a designer illustrator for this startup for about a year, and then one day they were like, 
like vaguely like we're gonna actually just like put a hold on our hours for now and see what happens. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't have a job. And I've kind of had to like read between the lines, but I'm like, okay, so I don't have a job anymore is what you're saying. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Like, tell me if I need to like find another source of income. Yeah. Money's not something important to you, right? Right. It's like, this is, I'm not doing this for fun. If I don't, if you can't pay me, that's all you need to say. Um, so that's pretty much what happened. And so then I was like looking for other work, um, like full-time jobs, but I kept getting emails about people who wanted to hire me for freelance and it was just kind of like perfect timing. I'm like, well, I guess I don't need to get another job because this is working out. Um, so yeah, I've just been doing the freelance thing for, um, not quite a year yet, but almost, um, and it's going pretty well. Fresh blood. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. (laughs) I'm so jaded with client work now. I have so much to learn still, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Well, hopefully from this podcast, so several people will learn from both of our mistakes. Yes. So they don't have to learn the hard way. Like, I'm at the point in my career, I'm very lucky to be here. No, fuck that. I worked my ass to get here. <laughs> fuck luck. All right? Yeah, right. Um, where I don't really need to do client work anymore. Oh, uh, wow. Like, Patreon and products is more than enough money for me. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I, I typically say no a lot. Or I just, awesome. I just add an extra $1,000 to the quote Hell just yeah. to see if they'll accept it. Yep. And then I just had a client accept it this week, and I was like, oh, it worked. It's not uh, amazing. Yeah, it's just like, especially when you don't give a shit about the project. Exactly. That's <laughs> like, everything. You're going to have to pay me extra to work on this thing that I really don't want to work on. Exactly. It's called the, it's called the fuck you fee. Oh, um, I love that. Give it a name. That's great. Same thing with, like, there, I also have an asshole fee in oh, my contracts smart. where it's like if you, you know <laughs> – if you end up having to need revisions after, you know, pass a scope, you get, I call it the asshole fee, which is also called a revision fee. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, that too, and, but I don't call it that. Yeah. Well, I, I make like jokes in my proposals them? and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Like, don't call me at two in the morning. That's going to be a hundred dollar asshole fee. And oh, they think yeah. it's funny. And I'm like, no, you're signing this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, this is this legally is, binding. It is can, funny, but it's also real. <laughs> Because I'm a big uh, fan of proposals you can actually understand. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Instead of it being like a copy and paste legalese template that barely the artist understands what they're agreeing to. Where it's like, you guys, when you're making your own contracts, you can put whatever you want in there. Like, I want your firstborn child. Boom. Right. (laughs) It's really up to you. So quite some time ago, I just started adding jokes in there because it's like it's a, it's like a five page document yeah it might as well be like one something you can understand because that's the whole fucking point right and two entertaining to read that's <laughs> true yeah because then you you uh, get the reader to want to actually read every line mm-hmm. although i have worked with a couple big clients that like wanted me to add legally so it has oh. like jokes and legalese bricks in it oh funny I'm just like, all right, you guys, I'm like, can you guys give me the, like, layman terms of this paragraph? Like, oh, no. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I'm like, if I can take the time to put it in layman's terms so you can understand, it'd be great if I could get the same treatment. Totally. Ah, uh, clients. Yeah. Well, anyways, so I think a big part of getting the right clients is attracting the right ones. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't just be like, I'm going to, everybody come in here. Come to, everyone's invited to the party. It's like, no, 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 no. There are a lot of fucked up people in the world. You don't want them coming to your party and especially taking time out of your life, which is very valuable and finite to work for assholes, right? So how can we attract the right clients in the first place? I just started by, um, you know, putting like out work like for myself, like or just like experimental work um, that of like projects that I would want to do. So like 
one example, like, um, like social media graphics and like, you know, uplifting messages and illustrations and things like that, like that got me to work with pop sugar, who I always wanted to work with creating social content. Yeah. So like, yeah. Right. So, um, just having that, I'm like, look, I'm already using your voice and your style. Why don't you just pay me to do it for your (laughs) platform? You know? And that was kind of like, that worked for me. So now I know like I can put out work that, um, that I want to do for, but get paid for, you know, I do it for myself for free, but if I want to get paid for it, um, yeah. And that's, that's 10 tends to work. You know, I've gotten a lot of projects where I cared about the topic and it was like, like I did, um, for example, the world health organization did a whole story about miscarriage and I had talked about my experience with miscarriage and like illustrated around that. Um, so they, you know, they hired me for that project. And I'm like, that's exactly, you know, an example of how I attracted a client that I, um, the, you know, I cared about the topic and I had a lot of fun and it was like, right, you know, you should hire someone who, if, if, you know, it's relevant, um, who knows, you know, a little bit more about the significance of whatever the project is. Definitely. Um, So yeah. agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah. Like create the work that you want to get hired for. Exactly. Like I find with a lot of my coaching sessions that so many artists just immediately compromise what they want in terms of what services they offer. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I, let's say I came from a graphic design background, so I know branding and now I'm a lettering artist, so I'm going to do hand-lettered logos. I'm like, do you enjoy doing logos? Oh, I hate them. Yeah. Then why the fuck are you doing them? Like, don't, exactly. like this isn't a day job. Like you can do whatever you want to yeah. do. And I know sometimes it's like paralyzing in a way because you could do anything you want. Yeah. But also like- it is. Like, if you enjoy the kinds of projects that you're going to be hired for, they're going to come out better. Yeah, you're gonna it's be so happier, true. And you're oh, going to yeah. be more fulfilled and exactly. paid at the end of the day. Like, win-win. That's the whole fucking point of it the is. freelance lifestyle. Exactly. So agree more. how did you – so, like, you mentioned style, right? Like, so you're attracting clients because they have a similar voice, a similar subject matter. Mm-hmm. But is there any other ways that you can attract clients? Um, you know, I think – like I try to make myself seen um, by the people that I want to work for, like networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm actually really bad at networking because <laughs> I'm socially awkward as fuck. People who, so like people who aren't socially awkward, I feel like are are aliens. Like there's something wrong. With yeah. Them. Also, like I feel like most artists are. So it's like yes, if you're social, if you're not socially awkward, like you're not you're not in the right field. I don't get it. <laughs> Those two don't go together. Um, but yeah, no, right now I've just been putting out the work, putting out the vibes, you know? Mm. Um, and that's, that's been working so far. Yeah. I mean, if I could offer any advice on top of that, I always think it's really good to like, what do you think about the idea of niching down? Do you think that's helpful so that way you're attracting a very specific client or do you think it's better to, to have like a bigger funnel and be Um, like, everyone come on down? I think, I mean, I think having a bigger funnel, at least Mm. at first, yeah. Just because some things like I don't know that I don't like doing them until I do them. And I'm like, oh, I actually That's hate true. this. <laughs> <laughs> like I have been doing a couple projects. I don't want to name the brand, but yeah, don't do that. I'm just like, oh, this is such a fun. Like at first, you know, I'm like, this is great. It's a big project and um, really exciting. And then I start doing them, the, you know, the illustrations and the whatever. And I'm like, this is like, I like dread it. Like it's on my to-do list and I like put it off, put it off, put it off. I'm like, I don't, I hate this subject matter because it's not at all like something that I'm interested in or care about. (laughs) 
But I'm like, okay, they're paying me. So I think that helps. Now I know if another, if a similar brand approached me, I'd be like, actually, I'm good. I can't, you know, I've taken yeah. on all I can on that area. I def- like, I thought murals would be cool to do. Uh-huh. And then I did them, and they're like manual labor. They're oh, like yeah. difficult to do, and I am not an outside person. No, totally. Uh, or like, let's go on a high ladder person. Oh, um, yeah, no. Nope. N- none of those things I yeah. don't enjoy. Like, I like an iPad and air conditioning and snacks. Yeah. Um, totally. So I quickly learned that I didn't like murals, even though I had done them, I don't know, like maybe like more than 10 times. Wow. Even though I still didn't fucking like doing them. I kept doing them because I felt like I had to yeah. in a way. It's like, oh, ever, all the other people I follow on Instagram are doing murals. So I feel like I should do murals too and lettering murals. They go together. Words yeah. are important. And then not really thinking like, this is sucking my soul out. And then finally I got fired from oh. a mural job wow. where I had, it was for, there were so many red flags about this client. It was, uh, it was, it was something called the Bible project. They so, create like educational videos about the Bible. Uh, I'm not very, I'm a religious person. Not really quite sure why they hired me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they wanted me, it was a kind of cool project. They wanted me to go ahead and, and hand letter all of their patrons. Cause they are completely funded by donations which is it's kind of a cool idea. So they were gonna, they got this really cool downtown office in Portland, Oregon, and they want me to hand letter all these names. It was like fifty thousand names. It was oh like so God. many names, and they wanted it, and they changed their mind like four times, like what they wanted. Wow. At first, they wanted me to like fill like people of the Bible with names, and I was like, that's not gonna work. And yeah. then I showed them an illustration. They're like, you're right. I'm like, I told you. Like, why did you make me do this work when I told you it was going to Anyways, and then, then eventually it turned into, like, you know, like a, a bunch of birds and migration and how they move in the sky. You don't, oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, but they wanted it with words. Oh, God. Yeah. So I start this project, and after two days, they're like, can, can you come down? We don't really like this. Oh. And I'm, like, already putting Sharpie on the wall and stuff. And then yeah. eventually, then they wanted to change their minds again. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now not going to change it oh wow so you can either fire me or we can keep doing what you agreed to do like i've and they were like they, it was awful and like they were super cool about it but it was just like i i shouldn't have done it i don't believe in the bible like yeah. such a hypocrite right yeah. first of all second of all it's a stupid fucking idea yeah um <laughs> and it didn't make sense and they weren't uh, listening to me which yeah. is never good yeah uh, team of all men and then you know what I mean like it was like red flag after red flag but I just kept pressing and pressing and pressing because it was a really expensive project yeah and I was like money I like money yeah I completely compromised the shit out of myself and it and it it, it was a total flop because I had to refund them all that money oh no really yes (laughs) so it was just like kind of fucked. so I like I like really fucked myself in lots of different orifices that week. Um, yeah, not a good experience. So it's like I, I totally see the point of like yes, I do think you need to try a lot of things mm-hmm. in order to find your thing. But yeah. sometimes you don't need to like do that with a client in order to find that stuff out. True. Yeah. Like um, so for some of my students, what I usually recommend is I I do think it's better to find a niche. Obviously, you have to try for a while to figure out what that niche is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll usually be like, okay, choose a subject matter, a service, or an industry. Even better if you can narrow it to all three. So like, especially, so subject matter being like uh, canvas, body positivity, mental health. Mm. Uh, Service would be like logo design, package design, advertising design, social media graphics. An industry would be like cosmetics industry, the sports industry, that type of thing. Mm. Because... If I'm a client and I'm looking at all these fucking shit tons of portfolio websites and let's say I'm looking for a hand letter t-shirt, 
I could be looking at two hand lettering artist portfolios. One person has a landing page with a bunch of hand lettered shirts. The other person has just a shit ton of hand lettering and maybe one or two t-shirts. Who am I more likely to contact? Right. So yeah, that makes sense. So like, and you have to think of like the people who are searching for freelancers. There's a lot of options, right? There's a lot of competition. So the more that they feel like you're talking directly to them and alleviating that sense of risk of like, oh shit, something's gonna go wrong. This person's not gonna know what they're doing. But I have yeah. to hire another freelancer. I'm gonna waste money and time. They're gonna be more, much more likely to contact you. Right. But finding that niche in the first place, yeah, is very hard. That's true. So if you could do it behind closed doors for like personal projects or like monthly series or something like that, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, figure it out and try not to learn on someone else's dime. Yeah. Or if you are, like, just don't charge as much because right, you shouldn't right. be able to, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think um, there are times when I've taken projects that I wasn't super excited about because I was like, I had nothing else going on. Totally. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it because it's going to pay me. Yeah, money's Um, good. And now, now that I have more projects happening at once, I can turn those down. So I learn, you know, a little bit. But I think think you're right. Like, it's a really good way to go about it. Um, And I, I'm still, I'm still kind of figuring out my niche. Like, I don't know what. I think I'm like narrowing it down, you know, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like there's a lot of things that I want to do. And also as a freelancer, because I can do a lot more, I have more freedom and, you know, have more options. Like I'm, there's all these things I'm, like that I want to try and do on my list. And it's like trying to find time between client work to do that. Totally. Yeah. It's like exciting, but also like overwhelming because I'm like, what? you know, like wanting to do so much and it's like exciting that I can try it out, but it's like, when, when am I getting, you know, how am I, like, what do I start with? What exciting project do I begin with? And how do you know? So, yeah. I mean, the good news is your niche can change. Yeah. Like, you never need to feel like you're stuck in a box. Um, yeah. You could That's have multiple true, yeah. niches. Like, you know, like maybe you just want to niche down in services. Yeah. So, okay, I, I'm going to maybe choose like three or four or five services. And those are the ones that you, and then maybe and I always say like landing page it up all yeah. the way it's good for seo because google loves some yummy yummy content yeah uh and it's much easier to get ranked on seo than it is to have a hundred thousand followers on instagram oh for sure and also it's uh it's just gonna be a better presentation for that client so that way your perceived value is higher so you can make more money yeah because i'm all about that money oh yeah i hear that every single motherfucking day so yeah. i think like the consensus is Attract clients by doing the kind of work you want to get hired for. Yeah. Especially, and if you have, like, like say you want to get hired uh, to do chalk design, then maybe do, like, a series for, like, a week or a month yeah. or however long. You do a bunch of chalkboards. They don't have to be real. Yeah. You can go outside, go to restaurants, take a picture of their shitty-ass chalkboard, <laughs> Photoshop it out, and then put your own, like, superimposed chalk if you wanted to. Buy a chalkboard that's, like, 30 bucks at Michael's and just fucking chalk it up. Yeah. Like, no one says you had to work with clients in order to get client work. That kind of doesn't make sense. That's true. I actually, it's funny. I, I did that uh, exact thing. Like I was, I was going for a job. It was like part time, but I wanted like steady money for like a chalk um, artist at a grocery store, mm. like a high end grocery store. And I did that. I was like, you know, did the Photoshop thing, like <laughs> did all that. You know, they were really impressed. I didn't get the job because they decided not to hire anyone, which I was like, that's fine. It's not Ugh. meant for me. Don't care. I know. Thanks it's like, don't think for wasting my time. Jeez. Exactly. And I'm like, now I, now I have this to send to somebody else if I need it. But I'm that's actually true. glad because I don't think I would like that very Ugh. much, you know? Yeah. But 
that's a thing. Yeah, I just I keep try, having to try things. Like logo design, for example, I was like, I am I really hate doing logos. And I people have asked me, like in the, in the recent past too, like have asked me, and, and the only way that I will do a logo for someone is if they like know that it's like going to like we agree that like this is my style. You're not going to get a super like graphic, you know, font based logo from me. Like I'm like it's illustrative and that's my you know, that's kind of the, mm-hmm. the only way that I'll do logos for people is if we have that agreement that like you're not going to get like a FedEx logo out of me, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I'll do I'll draw you a logo that's like. I don't know, in my style, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no secret arrows in your work. Exactly, right, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, not going to go through a bunch of fonts and pick out and, you know, do yeah. kerning by hand and all that. I mean, I can do that, but it's like, I don't want to, so. It's not fun. Like, yeah. I'd much rather, it's so funny, too, like, when I get asked to do, because I'm, spe- I'm finally niching down and only doing uh, merch design from now on. Oh, that's cool. Um, like, and, and keep in mind, like, I'll take other work. Yeah. But I'm only going to put on Instagram, on my website, on every, any other like marketing channel, merch design, because that's the kind of products that I sell in my shop. Yeah. And those are the kind of collaborations I want to be working on with clients. Um, now, I will do, let's say, a T-shirt, for, depending on the client, depending on their budget, all these different things. And my pricing is like all over the place. It just depends on like how bad, how sorry I feel for you sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think like there's a certain amount of generosity that still happens. I think. Yeah. I think mostly because my bills are like cool. Um, oh yeah. I don't need to like hype it up. I I don't know. I go back and forth. But like my example is like I might do a, a shirt design for maybe like 750 bucks, mm-hmm. and it would be like 15 words, like a beautiful illustration of a woman, full background illustrations. Wow. But if you ask me to do a logo, I'm gonna charge you 10 grand. Yeah. Like, even though it's, like, four letters. And that's something that I learned recently um, about picking the right projects and clients mm-hmm. is, like, if you want to – if it's something that you already are – you know you're going to enjoy, um, then charge whatever you would charge that, you know, that will get you the project or that, you know, you think is fair for yeah. your time. And f- on the flip side, if it's, like, something you really don't lo- – like, you already know you don't enjoy it, but maybe you have time for the project or want – the money I'm like double it <laughs> because it has to be worth my time because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like it you know and mm-hmm. sometimes I do like even at the last second when I'm composing an email with my quote I'll like before I hit send I'm like actually I'm just gonna add another 500 on top of this yeah. because I, you know like right, right before I hit send and so a lot of times they come back and they're like okay that's fine and I'm like totally mm-hmm. amazing glad I didn't send the original draft <laughs> Yeah, like I've actually not gotten client work because I didn't charge enough. They're like, "Oh, you're oh, not man. professional." That happened to me recently. Yeah, that'll fucking happen. Stress like, me oh, the you... fuck out. I've actually yeah. made a fool of myself. I I'm still like recovering. It was just a couple weeks ago, but that Can you happened tell me to about me. It? Yeah, so like a big client reached out, and it was an agency working on behalf of this client, and they just wanted like a simple pattern, um, and I was like oh, this is totally something I would do anyway for fun. Like, it sounded really fun and, like, really, like, not a lot of work. Uh, and I really wanted it. And I f- realized, like, from this point that, that I tend to lowball myself when I really want the project because mm-hmm. I want it, you know, I want them to totally. pick me. And then I end up – and then a lot of times it ends up being, like, fuck, I'm doing so much work. Why didn't I charge more? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this client 
she was like, okay, thanks for sending your quote. Uh, it was just like a ballpark that they asked me for. So I gave them like a $500 range of, you know, it was like seven fifty to 1200 bucks, something like that for this pattern. Just like one pattern that I just sent them, you know. And um, they, she was like, can we talk on the phone, you know, the following week? So we talked and she was like, yeah, your quote is really low. And I was like. <laughs> that was nice for her to tell you. It was nice. And I was like, oh. And I'm like totally embarrassed because I'm trying to like fake it. Like, oh yeah, I do it full time. I know how to, I know what the industry standard is. Like I have no fucking clue what the industry standard is. So, Mm. I mean, I do now because I did my research after that, but I was so like, okay. She's like, so I think you should raise it, you know, but think about the usage. Like they wanted to use it in like large scale outside. They want it on packaging. They wanted to use it everywhere forever. And I didn't know what that meant. So I talked to another person in the industry who I had recently met in person. And I was like, hey, because I knew she had had big clients. And I asked her her advice. And she sent me all these articles, which were so helpful. I don't know why I could never, because I've Googled that shit before. And I couldn't find these articles. So I have them bookmarked now. But I learned so much. And she told me what she was making from similar projects. And I was like, like she made like $7,000 doing something that was similar Mm-hmm. with um less usage and I was like oh shit and I'm I'm like charging like a thousand on this project just because I want it and I was like well I really did embarrass myself so I sent the quote another quote back and I was like based on my research and you know the industry standard um you know for this because normally what I learned is that for usage they usually put a limit on it so they you know you give them like a year to use it and then they owe you more money after that or whatever's in the contract but they wanted to basically own it and use it forever so i read you know you can charge a lot for that especially for a big client mm-hmm. um, so i wrote back and i was like this i actually would charge closer to 7000 and then i was like cuz i didn't want to like embarrass myself it's further so fi- 500 to 7000 well it was like 1200 1200 to 7000 basically oh, okay. still. but still yeah i know and i was just like I didn't know because I thought like she's obviously looking for the industry or like, you know, something that I didn't want it to be like my quote was like, you know, less than half of what the other artists that she was reaching out to quoted. Um, mm. It was too late. I already embarrassed myself. And so she like she was like, OK, thanks. And I never heard from her again. Yeah. But I learned a lesson there, you know, because I mean, if I had probably if I had quoted like five grand or something to begin with, I she probably would have been like, great, you know. And then maybe move forward. But because I think because I jumped from so low to so high. Um, and even that 7000 was was generous. Like, I'm, I'm sure that project was worth like 10 grand. Um, it's so hard. Like, anytime I've ever had a conversation about pricing, I find that there's a lot of shame around it. It is, uh, yeah. It's either more prominent designers making you feel bad that you're not charging enough. And yes. it's like, it should come from a place of like, hey, you're, you're worth more than this. Yes. And like, you're experienced. But it comes out like you didn't know enough. Right. Like, you should have known better. And it's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Who the fuck do you think you are? And also, like, th- sometimes there's situations where you're just being generous, like yes. you're working with a nonprofit or yep. a business that you just, you really like the messaging behind their work, but you know they don't have the budget. Exactly. And I think that's totally fine. I yeah. think you can charge whatever the fuck feels right to you. And I'm, like, I personally agree. all over the place, and I've, like, taken people's opinions, like, a little bit too harshly um Uh, like you know people are saying things like oh you can only ever deliver one concept if you deliver more than one concept to a client you're incompetent because it's your job to present them one option i'm like no what that's or or it's like if you're gonna do a project you have to only charge ten thousand dollars or higher if you do anything less than that then you're ruining the industry for the rest of us i'm like whoa okay this is 
crazy. And I'm like, I, I think what it all comes down to is obviously your time and then the value that the client is getting. And a yeah. really good way to, I think, to, to figure that out is eyes, right? Mm. How many eyeballs are going to see this fucking mm. design? Yep. If it's a mom and pop shop down the street that just opened this year, probably not as many as like Papa John's. Right. Right. So you obviously want to keep in mind of things like that you can see, like audience, like following, right? Asking mm-hmm. questions like how much traffic do you get a month to your website? Mm. That's really important, especially if you're doing merchandising and merch. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if someone's, you know, and then we'll get in, I'll have an episode eventually about usage rights and pricing and all the things, but just mm. to get, give you guys a flavor in yeah. this episode. Usage rights is something you should be considering. Graph designers can't charge usage rights, but illustrators can because graph designers are usually taking assets that have already existed before. Right. Like stock images, stock illustrations, fonts, Fonts, that type of thing. And you can't charge usage rights typically for that. But illustration, that's something that's never existed before. So because of that extra value, you can be charging a design fee, which is, you know, the time it takes to make the thing. And then the Mm -hmm. usage rights, which is... You know, buyout rights, which is what every client wants, of course. Yeah, of course. Like, they can just have whatever they want. And then we have commercial, which is, okay, I'm, I'm going to use this to sell and make money on versus promotional, which is I'm just going to use this on Instagram. Right. You could obviously charge much more for commercial rights because they're making money, like, directly yeah, off your design versus sure. someone just promoting it on Instagram. Yeah. So just things to keep in mind. And, like, and as she said, talking about, like, length of time. Like, oh, you only have access to this for, uh, you could do it for three months if you wanted to, if it was like a quarterly issue of a magazine. Right. Like, they're only going to use that shit for three months. Like, why would they need more expensive usage rights? Right. Over like, here, in in perpetuity, or for a year, or three years. Or you could do it just the UK, just the United States. Oh, yeah, for sure, yep. And then when it comes to products, you could be like, I'm going to give you the usage rights to put this on a t-shirt, but I have, I could put this on fucking cell phone cases, Mm. on posters, I can do whatever the fuck I want which means it's not exclusive usage rights. That's so great. it's worth a Google. It is, Definitely. yeah. And I also think, like, the whole the, the money thing, it's like when people are like, that's what, you know, it's like this big secret about what people are charging. And it's like the reason why people don't know what to charge is because we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're getting to a point where people are more sharing, like, what they're making on projects. But it's hard because I was just like, I don't know what, you know, like, I'm just guessing – and then I'm, turns out I'm guessing like one tenth of what other people are charging for the same project. I'm like, damn, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just it's a lot of trial and error. For sure. Now, okay, so getting back to our topic at hand, like, what are there? Like, how can you tell a project's going to be a world like a worthwhile effort for you when it comes into your inbox? You know, I think <clears throat> my first um, my first reaction is always like, what is my gut? saying about this person especially if it's like a project or like a client I haven't heard of you know where even if they have a large following like I don't you know I'm not familiar with them like basically I don't know how much money they have or how you know (laughs) how nice they are to work with Um, but also like red flags you know sometimes you can tell like the way that they word their emails the personality comes through um if they're clear about what they want and their timeline and things like that i'm like okay you're very organized i like that you have a clear vision you know those are things i look for people who are very, kind of like vague and all over the place like i don't know <laughs> i don't really know but i like your style and it's like okay well i don't have time to like give you you know 14 rounds of revisions because until you figure out what you want you kind of have to like come to me with a better 
vision. Um, people who are open to discussing budget right away, I'm like, okay, that's a good sign in my book because a lot of times you exchange emails and it's like, you know, I put it out there now like right away. But for a while there, I was like, ooh, it's like a weird taboo topic. And it's like, no, it's not. You're reaching out to me for a service, and we need to talk about if you're, you know, before I waste time composing emails to you, are you going to pay me, and how much is your budget, and all these, you know. Um, So, yeah, things like that that I look for. And um, sometimes you can just tell, like, I mean, I didn't, I got this one person who was like a friend of a friend reached out about a logo for her business that she was starting. She had a friends very are friends specific, are the worst. I know. I'm like, don't, anyone that well, you know that, in real life, it's just the worst. Yeah, I'm like, I prefer to work with strangers because then there's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no like weirdness if it if it tanks. But uh, she had a very clear vision about what she wanted for her logo, and so I I delivered, you know, three concepts, which is what I always do, um, mm-hmm. just like different variations of exactly what she described to me, which was so specific. Um, I made her you know, pay me 50% of what I was charging, which was also extremely low because I was just starting out. This was a long time ago. Um, And she did, she paid me the deposit and I sent her the things and she never responded again. (laughs) (laughs) And I just kept her money because I'm like, and I didn't want to do it, but I did it because it was a friend of a friend. But I could tell right away, like, that she was just not going to be fun to work with. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you could just, I don't know, sometimes you could just sense it like, ooh, you're going to be really difficult. Yeah, you just really got to fucking follow your gut. Man. Yeah. It's so important. And I think the, the the issue that we fall into, especially when you have officially been like, oh, I'm full-time freelance now, Yeah, is you start compromising yourself immediately. You're just like so excited and so fucking terrified mm-hmm. of being broke. And I think it's really important that when you do go full-time freelance, that first of all, you have savings. Yeah. Right? You got some padding, but you have a partner or you have family that's there to support you if shit goes bad. Yeah. Like, there were a couple of years where Rick was fully supporting me. Because wow. um, I, you know, clients don't call you consistently all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's oh, I, yeah. It gets slow. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I'm constantly preaching like, you need to do more. You need to make digital products, make tangible yeah. products, do uh, usage rights, uh, fucking create a creative market, make a Patreon, like all these things. Because when one of, if not all of those things go wrong, like you have something. Yeah. Um, and if you get a bad feeling, either from an email or, I always have a rule, like, I have to talk to you face-to-face. I need oh. video conferencing before I take on a client. Because uh-huh. you can only tell so much via email and on the phone as well. Like, I want to see what facial expressions you're making when I ask you certain questions. Yeah. Um, and that's just a policy I have. Because it's like, if you don't have the time to take 30 minutes to talk to me, mm-hmm. then I don't have the time to spend 12 hours on your fucking project. Yeah, so true. You know what I mean? Like, don't waste my fucking time. Um, yeah. I'm so, like hardcore about it um because i've just been fucked over so many times from clients and please just don't be me like yeah be better than me (laughs) yeah right i don't want you to have to go through that because sometimes you get so many bad clients and so many bad situations in a row that it makes you quit and i never want that to happen from another artist ever again the how you quit on yourself and the potential you could have had because you just didn't say no right so I always have this saying of like, anytime I get a client inquiry in the mail, my initial answer is always no, unless oh, you wow. convince me otherwise. Wow. That's smart. Right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's really good. Like following your gut, obviously the professionalism, 
Yeah. Like, if you could tell it's copy and paste is never a good sign. True, yeah. When it just says, like, when the font's a different color, when it says your name. And oh, like yeah. the first <laughs> sentence is like, oh, yeah, I saw this one piece in your Instagram, and it's all copy. Like, that's not a good sign. Yeah. That's how you can tell that they're just uh, budget hopping. Right. Like just trying to find the best price. Oh, yeah. Um, which is fine. Like, you know, I, yeah. I've been on the other side of that before hiring people. Like, it works. Yeah. Just make sure your email doesn't look like that. Okay? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, take, it doesn't take very, like, just you know, highlight the entire thing, make it all the same color. It's not yeah. that hard. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, spell my name right. You know, yeah, and I want to feel like I'm the only person you're emailing, even though I'm not, I know totally. that I'm not, but I want to feel like that. Like, someone reached out to me recently, and they were like, we love your work, we've reposted it, and we want to work with you, you know, so I went to their Instagram, and I was like, hmm, I don't see anything of mine reposted uh, on your page. Maybe, it could have been their stories. Maybe, but they were posted a whole, a couple of other artists, like, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I just got convinced, like, I felt like I was like dating. I was like, you just, I'm like your third choice. Like you probably reached out to these other artists first and they said no. And now you're coming to me and lying to me and saying, you you know, it was just like funny. Um, I w- it didn't make me not want to work with them, but I was just like, well, don't say that, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't like, don't like butter me up because then the next line was like, we don't really have a budget, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. Or like our budget's really tiny and it's like, okay, that's fair. But like, I don't know. Don't don't like don't tell me lies to get me to but you know be all buttered up for your small budget. Like just be like, yeah. "Hey, this is the deal. We like just your work. Real. This is our budget." Like, I don't know. I don't care, you know, but I just that was just something that happened recently that I was like, mm. Ugh, "Don't, you know, <laughs> make me feel special. Jeez, you like my work so much." Seriously. I mean, and definitely working with clients is for sure like dating and being on the other end of it and like hiring models and photographers and artists recently for a upcoming collab of women of illustration. She'll tell you what it's secret. Um, and I'm like realizing, okay, when I'm sending out emails, trying to work with people, I'm very like, this is the process. This is your profits going to be, mm-hmm. uh, this is the breakdown. Just like really over communicating because I hate getting yeah. that like hey, I'm so-and-so and I'm starting a business and I want to have this kind of, and I want to get a logo or get a t-shirt. What are your rates? Right. I'm like, well, what do you fucking want? Yeah. Like, you I know, I hate that when they email. All. What are your rates? Like, what? I need way more information before you ask me that. Like, like what? for what, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think it's such a good idea to be able to have, like, uh, I mean, obviously, so a couple tips for portfolios for, that have worked really well for me in the past is have more than a gallery of images on your website. Either mm-hmm. have me go to a, a case study that mm. shows me your process yeah. and explains your design decisions because to me that that tells me it's expensive. Yeah. Right. You took the time to put content on your website. Therefore, you're going to take the time on my project. Right. So instead of it just being a gallery, like a little light box. And I know uh, some art directors, they like that. And I think that's fine to have a page like that that exists, Mm -hmm. but also have a page that tells me more about how I'm going to work with you. What's going to happen after I send this email and what's your production process like? How many concepts do you typically provide? How many revisions do you typically provide? How Mm -hmm. long is this whole process going to take? Like, make me think like you've done this before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, And then also whether or not you feel comfortable having packages, that's fine. Or here's a starting price that's fine or don't talk about your pricing at all and just have a really long questionnaire Mm. so that way it creates like a barrier to entry oh interesting so that way it's like you know so that way you never get one of those emails again yeah just like like i've gotten emails that just say price question mark Uh. 
And I'm like, you're just going into my spam. Like, well, yeah, I never want I'm you to contact me ever again. To like, you. I hate yeah. you so much. It's Fuck. always like a Gmail. It's not even like a domain email. It's like, yeah. don't fucking contact me. Right. Like, I, I just send the link to Craigslist, and that's all that I oh, do. Oh, that's I'm funny. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Here's Fiverr and Craigslist. I was just going to say, Fiverr is what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> there are designers that need to start somewhere. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with giving someone a referral link to Craigslist. Because if you're not going to take on a client, at least tell them where they can go to hire someone for else sure. that, that they can't afford. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's... I started out after I graduated college. I was posting on Craigslist. I was responding to, um, at, you know, people who needed design stuff, like doing mm-hmm. like little business. I'll design your business cards for $100, you know. Totally. Everyone I has did to that. start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I did that too. Fuck, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I've gotten actually really good paying jobs from Craigslist. Oh, wow. So it's just like, you never know. Yeah, you never know. It's a little diamonds in the rough. Just like they're trying to find a diamond in the rough in, of a freelancer to hire. It's exactly. Yeah. So what do you think are like the major, the biggest red flags for nightmare clients that you've experienced? I think, um, gosh, probably like you can tell kind of right away the way that they communicate, you know, if they're not organized, like all over the place. Um, the, you know, the way they describe what they're looking for tells me a lot because I'm a big communicator. I'll like give you, you know, like you said, like I'll over communicate. I'm like, I want to be crystal clear about the process, my rates, if we go over revisions, there's extra fee, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people are just like, really like, I don't know, just like, don't really give you much back. Like, like if I'm, I like, like if I send you, um, I mean, this is obviously before, I mean, when you're already working with a client, I don't, you don't always discover that they're bad, but (laughs) I'll like send, you know, um, designs and they write back and they're like, I love these. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you have to pick one and then we're going to refine it. <laughs> like what, it, you know, what is this? Uh, it's not, you know, it's just hard to, and that's not like, that's really not the worst type of client to have. Cause you're just like, great, I guess we're done. But, um, it's hard. Cause you're just like, you're not helping me do my job. <laughs> um, yeah. people who are kind of avoiding budget or try to, I mean, I guess everyone has to negotiate, you know, if they, if they're within their budget, but it's hard when, when you're like, like I, people ask me for like a huge, like, you know, say they need like a hundred illustrations and their budget is like $3,000. I have to sometimes break it down and be like, Hey, do you understand what that comes to? Like per illustration, like that's, mm-hmm. you're paying me like in like cups of coffee. That's not going to work for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, um, you can also tell like if you click with someone, I think, or if you're going to click, like I've had clients where I'm like the project sounds cool but you sound like I don't want to talk to you I don't like your communication style I don't like you know mm-hmm. um so that's a sign that it's like we're not gonna work together because it's really all about the chemistry I think not all about but a lot of it is chemistry like I've had clients that even though they had me go through like you know 15 rounds of revisions they're still like amazing like we click they're like they praise the work that I do but they still are like you know and they send me like a little tip money or whatever (laughs) uh, for for going you know taking taking it way over the revisions and stuff but you know I don't know it's just kind of like um that I think the communication style is a big one for me and like their vision you know I I don't have time to like read your mind so if you're not clear about what you're looking for like very clear about it and your timeline also um, then I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. This is like emotional labor on top of, 
yeah, my actual course. job. Yeah, you gotta charge extra for that shit. Exactly. Um, yeah, I have a thing where it's like, I need a quick turnaround. Oh. Or I, need a, I need a simple design. Oh, yeah, I love that. I'm like, oh, I charge extra for simple. Yeah. And then they stop using that word. Yeah. It's like, because doing a simple logo, for example, is much more difficult than doing a very complex design. Yep. Because you don't, like, there's less to look at, there's more to judge. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Don't fucking use it's the word It's so simple. much harder. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it and has it's, to be it, so much better. Yeah. And it's so belittling of a word. It it's is, like saying yeah. you're just a designer. It's like, oh, it's so me? rude. Yeah. Don't fucking tell me that. Um, I get so angry. I'm like, what? Yeah. But yeah, no, red flags you. definitely when it comes down to communication, if they say anything about exposure or. Oh, trade, that. Thank you. A That's trade a good event. one. Like, I had an email. So, this, right. Are you ready? Someone emailed yeah. me last night and they go, hey, is this a good email to reach you? Oh, <laughs> um, yes. Considering that it's the email listed it's... everywhere. If you if you got this email, then yes, that's that's my email. Yeah. I go, yes. How can I help you? And I like and I went ahead and I like Googled because she used a domain email. Uh-huh. I Googled it. It was a this is a cell phone case company. It's really beautiful oh. cell phone cases. And I looked at their Instagram. They had 50,000 followers. I'm like, OK, cool. So I, e- I email her back. I'm like, yes, uh, this is a good place to reach me. Thanks so much for reaching out. I'm, are you wanting to work on a collab? I just did a quick Google search and I love your products. And then she sends me a copy and paste email. Here, I'm going to find it. Yeah, let's hear <laughs> are you, it. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. I just deleted it, I think. <laughs> I just, like, I just didn't even, I'm like, I don't need to respond to this. Yeah. This is fine. Um, and I'm like laughing with Rick about it. Just like, check out this email. I, I wonder got. if it's the same company that. <gasps> I, oh, I hope it is. It was All like right, it was last year, but yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, let's Maybe talk not. shit about people. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. Oh, I get too many emails. This is gonna be a little harder than I thought. Hold on. Dun 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 dun. Oh man, I get some. This... There's quick requests. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> that oh, was I love the, that. That's the subject. It's quick so, request. It's so demeaning. Okay. She responds. Hi. Thanks for getting back to me. I'm blank, but blank with blank, but blank. I wanted to reach out because we're looking to grow our Instagram presence and was curious to see if you were interested in giving us a follow or a shout out on your page in exchange for a free iPhone case. Oh, no. And she like gives me a coupon code and she's like selling her thing. Obviously, it's copy and paste. Yeah. But I, I will give her props for being like, is this email work to see yeah. if I respond? Right. And right. now she's like. I'm like, they oh, tricked you. you're trying to entrap me, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, right? Because <laughs> now she knows you're reading her emails. And I was no. like, first of all, I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You're like, uh, thanks. I'll sell it on eBay. Like, what am I yeah, supposed to do with like, this? I have an Android because Apple is a corrupt company, um, even though I still have an iMac and an iPad. Yeah. And, and an Apple hard drive and an Apple watch, but I'm slowly right. moving away from you. Okay. Yeah, it's just, right. you're, you're, I'm stuck and I'm trying to get out of the cycle. But anyways, um, oh, it's just like all these red flags. If you're getting a weird, awkward feeling, like it's just not going to work out. Yeah. And, and I, sometimes I'll give the clients the benefit of the doubt. Cause like maybe they just never worked with a freelancer before. Right. And that's not their fault. And I think for, as designers, we tend to kind of be extra judgmental. Yeah. Like we just are, we're kind of assholes. Yeah. Um, like we judge every piece of artwork that we see, that we come into contact with, billboards, all like we're kind of snobs, but yeah. it's because we're experienced professionals. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but after I got that copy and paste email, I'm just like, no. Yeah, that's really irritating. So when you see these red flags, like what do you think is the best way to turn down a project without being rude? Well, so, um, you know, it's interesting 
that you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned exposure because I completely forgot about that. And that happens to me from time. Not as much as it used to because now I'm like, I don't need your expo- exposure. I love it. I love it when they have like 200 followers. I know. I'm like, you have less like, followers than me. I know. It's that so happens. Funny. That's happened to me so many times. And I'm like, Did, are you joking? Like, happens to me you, every day. Uh, it's so wild. Like, you, I don't need your – you need me, if anything. Like mm-hmm. – and that's actually one thing that I always go into every project with that mindset, which is something that my husband, because he's also a creative, he taught me. He's like, always remember, they need you more than you need them. You know, even though it's like, but I need money. It's like, they need your services more than you need their paycheck or whatever, you know. So that's kind of like, I mean, maybe it like inflates my ego, but I think I need that because I'm always like, you know, oh, like charging scraps just to get a project just so I can have that project on my resume. And it's like, no, I need to get money. <laughs> you know, I want, I'm, I'm like worth more, like know my worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but turning down stuff, you know, especially if they don't have a budget or their budget's small, like I just say, and I think there's a, there's just the way that you word it, you know, I don't think you have to be like, I don't work for free, like, you know, send, but it's more just like, yeah, you know, I don't have a lot of availability right now. I'm like, you know, I've already loaded with projects, so I can't take on anything that's below my rate. Um, is something I say a lot because, you know, when they try to negotiate down and that's, and a lot of times it's true. Like, I'm not like, what if something bigger and better exactly. comes in my inbox tomorrow and I've just agreed to do this shit for 50% off? Like, that's not, happened to me so many times. Yeah, and it's I'm not going to happen. Myself. I, exactly. I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I either say like, yeah, at this time, like I'm not able to negotiate my rate. So it's either take it or leave it kind of thing. Or I'm just like, or if, if they come in my inbox and it's already something that I don't want to do, I'm just like, sorry, I'm, you know, I'm not uh, my, um, you know, try me, you know, if you still want to collaborate in the future, maybe next month I'll have more availability, but right now I'm fully booked. Um, that's, that's always just, a good one. Just yeah. Like, I'm booked. I'm just, I'm just so amazing. Yeah. That I, I'm just booked for the next few months and then just don't have time. Exactly. And then Which, it's also like, you know, sound, it makes you look more appealing, but. Totally. I mean, sometimes I'll do like little digs. It's like, oh, sorry, I only do pro bono work for nonprofits. Oh, smart. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I do tell people, I'm like, you know, I do set aside a certain amount of time each year to do like pro bono or like really cheap work for mm-hmm causes that I care about. Um, but you know, I maxed out. <laughs> I've already spent yeah. all my out and that's true too. It's like, I've already donated all the, you know, donated enough work for the year. So try totally. me next year. Cause it's, you know, it's only some, and I think it's, it is good to do that for, if you really care and you want to do it. Um, but like I was asked to, I was asked to paint a window for a company, another large brand with a lot of money, um, for breast cancer awareness months last year. And they, they needed someone because their artist dropped out, I think. They needed someone, like, they had, like, five days' notice. Mm. So I took the call with her, and she sent me, like, their, like, um, the proposal they sent was, like, your your work will be seen on all of our channels, which is over four million people eyes or whatever. You're not going to see it. And it's, like, you have so much money. And painting a window, like, that's not easy, and I was like, first of all, I've never painted a window, so I'm not going to, like, do something I've never done before for no money in public while people are there watching. <laughs> um, but she she did. She got in it, like, begged me. She, like, begged me. And I've had breast cancer. So you want me to paint something for a cause and oh. then not pay me 
for the thing that you're raising awareness. Like it was just so, it made me so angry because I'm just like, you have to like, I just basically, that was a a time where I wasn't, I was a little bit more short with my reply. Cause I was like, this is laughable. How dare you? Sometimes, I mean, like I just, I really try to respond nicely, but any I hate the email that says, I'm sorry that we have offended you. Oh, I haven't I'm like, then don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when I got offered like pints of ice cream to do like a $5,000 fucking advertising campaign. Oh, my God. For a major Halo ice cream. Fucking fuck that ice cream. Your diet ice cream is garbage. Yeah, fuck that. I'm a Ben and Jerry. Team Ben and Jerry's over here. Yeah, just eat normal. Just eat ice cream. Although coconut ice cream is pretty good. That's Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) it's it's, it's really difficult to like not. I definitely recommend if you're steamed. Like, take a beat. Oh, yeah, for Never sure. Never reply to an email upset. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care how in the wrong that they are. Like, yeah. you need to be a professional. You need to be the bigger person here. Yeah. Always. It's true. Because you don't know who this person is. You don't want them bad-mouthing you. To yeah, a, you don't like, know what their connections are. That would have been nice. No, seriously. Like, oh, I've had people yeah. threaten to blackball me. I've had people threaten to sue me. Jeez. Like, n- n- nothing ever happened. Like, I'm a very successful artist. But it's yeah. just like... You know what I mean? Like, people are dicks. Yeah, like, they don't, are. You don't give them more fuel to be more, a bigger dick to you. Yeah. Don't give them a boner of rage. That's okay? true. <laughs> That's good advice. And I do, uh, especially every anytime I send an email that I'm, like, a little bit, maybe there's a little bit of emotion behind it, mm-hmm. I have another set of eyes, like, proofread it to make sure. Yeah. I'm like, is this, like, is this bitchy? You know? <laughs> Um, like I just add emojis. But yeah, that's smi- I know, like just a smiley face and exclamation point will take it down a notch. There is a smiley face in every email that I send. Really? Every single one. That's amazing. Because See, and they say it's unprofessional, but I, I use don't them. fucking care. I don't care. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not a lawyer. Like, yeah. Like, you know, exactly. Like, I'm an artist. I talk yeah. about weed. Like, yeah. I can use a smiley face in my email. For um, sure. And it's just, you know, and anyone, and also, like, it's a, I'm not going to work with a lawyer's office like I have in the past when I was yeah. desperate for work, but I haven't done that in quite some time. Usually I'm working with like fellow cannabis brands yeah. and lifestyle apparel brands and like cool people that I'd like get a beer with. And yeah. that's like, those are the best experiences because then they end up being repeat customers yes. and then you give them a retainer and then, oh my God, you have like steady income. Yeah. That's, yep. I love that. So, and I think what you said earlier, like you have to say no to a lot of good things in order to say yes to a lot of great opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Because that that example I mentioned previously, that mural, I mm. ended up turning down designing a beer can for oh. Budweiser. Wow. Because and, that, and that's like a dream project yeah. is to design a beer can, right? Like every design student wants to fucking do that. Um, and I turned it down and it was like a good paying project. It wasn't as much as the mural, and I, but that mural was like 50,000 fucking names. It was quite a big daunting yeah. task. Yeah. And I was like hiring out other artists that had like driven down like from other states to work with me on. So it was like a huge blow up when wow. they ended up canceling it. And then I was like kicking myself. It's like if I had just said no in the first place, yeah, I could have take, I could have taken on this epic project that I've been wanting my entire career. Damn. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't either. I, I try don't to, to anybody. I try to like tell myself like I'm getting like whatever you know I'm I'm this pr- like because because a lot of it too I deal with right now especially because there's so m- I'm just follow so many great artists um, getting opportunities and I'm like oh, I would have been perfect for that you know and it's that it's not like I want to take it away from them but I'm like damn 
why can't, you know, why am I not getting projects like that, like with that brand that I want to work with or that type of project, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not about the other artists, obviously, or the brand, but I'm just like, I'm getting the projects that I'm, you know, that are right for me. And if it's not for me, I won't get it. Try to be a little more like surrender, but sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, I want that. <laughs> like, ugh, you know? Yeah. I, but, mean, I don't know. My best advice to like getting more of the clients that you wish existed is just making sh- like, there are people that no matter how hard you try, you're just not going to be better than. It's yeah. Oh, for happen. sure. For yeah. as long as they keep going and they're 10 years ahead of you, you're never going to catch up to them. Yeah. Unless they like sprain their wrist or something. Like right. it's just not going to happen for you. Yeah. But what you can do is you can outsmart them. You mm. can outmarket yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I will never be Jessica Hitch. I Ugh, will never be yeah. Lauren Home. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I get compared to those two artists a lot, which oh. I think is really funny. Yeah. Because uh, I'm nothing like both personality wise and style wise. Oh, funny. And they're fucking like sick artists. Yeah. But what I can do is I can talk about, I can niche to an audience that they would never serve, like the cannabis industry. That's and smart, talking about yeah. mental health and body positivity. They both skinny bitches. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I'm yeah. a plus size woman. Like we all have our, our own kind of, uh, experiences and like you said like you had breast cancer so yeah. you are better <laughs> suited to do breast cancer awareness exactly I am bisexual I'm much more in line to do pride pieces than someone who's just like cis gendered or right. is straight you know what I mean so yeah. it's like like don't think of them as false think yeah. of them as like no that's what's special about you that's true. whether and it's not just about your style so like how you can kind of rise to the surface is what I mentioned earlier, which is SEO, talking about like actually using words mm. to describe your artwork, showing your oh. process. Yeah. Like looking at like any other service that is around in, cause like don't look at other portfolios, don't look at your competition. Like just look at like how are like the biggest brands promoting themselves? Huh. Yeah. Right. And then like they have testimonials, they have, they have case studies, they have, you know, they're showcasing their process. And if you can't answer the question, why should I hire you over another artist Then you shouldn't be working with clients? Right. You have to be able to talk about yourself. And I know that's terrifying and I know it's really difficult, but just like plan it out. Like what, what are your strengths? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you go to my website right now, it's lettershop.com slash hand lettering artist. That's my hire me page. It talks about me doing specifically merch design. Oh, that's awesome. I talk about how I, I work on a royalty rate or I can work 50% up front. I give you packages so you understand the different services that I offer. I give you testimonials from past clients. I give you my process working with clients and how I usually have a delivery time of two weeks. I mm. pretty much think of what's every single question that potential client is going to have going to that page and I answer them beforehand so that way all that's left is contacting me Mm, yeah that's smart and it works really really well yeah clearly and I was like and I say this all the time is I was my most successful when I was my least experienced as an artist oh interesting because I came from a marketing background okay so before I could really draw I knew how to talk about myself yeah so it's like that's why I'm always like oh niche down because again it's like when you have those two portfolios up why am I going to choose yours yeah right right so talking to beginner artists like what's your opinion on doing like free work or cheap work when you're just starting out I think it's um yeah I did it it's free or or cheap I've done both um I think it's a really good way to to just hone your skills like I was still kind of like like one thing I did is I put like portrait on 
uh, portrait, like I'll draw you as, you know, your portrait as an illustration. I put it on my Etsy shop for like 50 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me like eight hours to do these. So it was like <laughs> really, but people were, you know, I got like a couple orders for like Christmas presents and stuff. Um, and it was just like really good for me to have like, okay, it's not like a lot of money, but it's something and I'm doing it for uh, a client. So, it, you know, it's going to make me care about it more, um, about how it turns out. And it was just a really good way to practice and get really good instead of having to just like come up with, you know, my own ideas or um, tr- like, mo- you know, try to motivate myself to do projects for myself, which I, I mean, is still important to do. But there's always if there's a little um, incentive getting paid and having your, someone share your work as a client, even if it's just one girl getting a picture of her best friend, you know, <laughs> for mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, and, you know, like I said, I did. Craigslist I I put myself on Craigslist this was back in like 2006 so like forever ago but um and people would reach out to design their like you know business cards or whatever postcards for yeah just boring stuff like real estate and um actually so funny after college I got one project who was a he was a client who kept coming back to me but I learned way into our relationship um that I was designing his business cards for like to film in his home in like the Hollywood Hills. And I realized that he filmed pornography in his home. <laughs> God, I didn't like, I'm like, you know, 19, 20, like, I don't know what, or I guess I would be like 22 at that point. But yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm so like, I don't know what I learned it later. And I was like, as oh, long as it wasn't children, great. I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Sex work is work. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, totally. And I was like, that's dope. I'm like drawing, you know, I'm like designing your business cards and you're filming pornography in here. How cool yeah, is that? Like, can I I'm be- getting any clients. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a little bit more information in the beginning next time? Right. I know. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I think it's important and not to, to like, as a beginner artist, not to like make yourself, like don't, you know, bloody your fingers trying to work for free for people. Don't be like so much of a people pleaser that you neglect your own projects that you want to do, to do free projects. But I think if you, if a project comes along and it's like fun, it seems like up your alley, then it's totally... Um, I don't think there's anything shameful about doing that when you're just starting out because it does it makes us all better artists just to do to do work you know even if there's no money behind it Mm -hmm. I totally agree and a tip I always like to give to artists when they're just starting out is if you're gonna do free work still do your process still have Mm -hmm. them sign a contract still have them sign a proposal because you still want to make sure you keep those revisions in check right your time in check yeah and also i want you to tell them how much you would have charged Mm, yeah and then just put and just put discount 100 percent. oh wow that's cool right so that way they're not telling all their friends about this girl who'll do a bunch of free work for them right you know that that's yeah that's the word of mouth you don't want like oh she charged me 20 dollars to (laughs) draw this like eight hour illustrations like no especially if it's like you know because i've had clients who've given me word of mouth referrals from like a decade ago Wow. And I was charging very little. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want them to think that it's still my pricing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, no. Like, yeah. I was, I, was, I was still, I was still like, I couldn't drink yet, guys. Like, yeah, that was a long I know. Time ago. <laughs> I, I used to, when I was first, first starting out, I was like doing little custom cards for people, like watercolor cards. I was like drawing mm-hmm. little like cartoon people and whatever, whatever they wanted for like 20 bucks each. And then, you know, a couple years down the line, some girl who had ordered a bunch from me in the past was like, oh, I'm looking to get another card, you know, and I was like, well, I don't really do that, but this is my new rate. You know, it had obviously tripled because it's been years and I'm better yeah. now. And she was like, oh, like, like mortified 
was like, <laughs> I can't afford that. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I gave her, it was like still like a low, a low end. You know, I was kind of being like, uh, I don't want to jump. Like, I don't want to freak you out by like, you know, going from $20 to 500 But like, you know, somewhere in the middle, she was just like horrified by it. And I was like, well, sorry. I don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You have the memories. <laughs> You're not doing that going forward, so. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're an artist, too, like, a year of time is, like, 10 years. Absolutely. Like, oh, my God. I look at what I did a year ago, and I'm like, I don't I don't know her. Like, <laughs> sometimes it's so wild. Like, just the different projects you get, but also just, like, how style can change or, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, message can change, and just you just get better. Totally. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I don't uh... – there's a reason why like I don't have a portfolio section on my website anymore oh yeah <laughs> yeah because I'm just like ah uh, like I've changed so many times and all those client projects I don't want to get more of them oh uh, yeah so I don't feel right showing them so I actually use more of like my own work as portfolio pieces like my products and stuff for I sure make products for other people and then as I build up clientele and more of the products I want to get then I'll make like an official landing page and I'll add those projects and stuff but in the meantime, I'm like, meh, just go to my Instagram. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram's a great Yeah. Portfolio but also backup. keep in mind that my main goal is not clients. Yeah, so I, true, I would true. not give people that advice. If oh, yeah, no. For... Um, I just don't care about it. Yeah. But I still have a landing page, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think free or cheap work is amazing. Um, like, if you're going to do free work, you might as well do it to businesses that it's going to make the biggest impact. Yeah. Um, and in my experience, the bigger the brand, the less of the budget. Oh, Okay. So, like, when I've worked with, like, G- GE, Netflix, uh, when I worked with Penguin Random House and got a book published, I got paid the least amount of money I've ever gotten paid in my life. Wow. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. I know. It's because <laughs> it's because those businesses, because they have so many options and because there's so many people who, like, get glass-eyed oh. and, like, excited about working with a bigger brand, uh-huh. they're like, oh, this is our budget. Well, we've never worked with an artist that uh, charged more than this. Got it. So, like, there are some big brands that are, like, yeah, with a big brand comes a big paycheck. Yeah. But don't assume that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes sure. they'll come with a really strict budget, and they won't even ask you, like, what your rates are. Because they're like, no, these are our rates. If you don't like it, too bad. We'll find someone else. You're replaceable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I do appreciate people who are upfront about their budget regardless of. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's it. that's so interesting. So it's like you never know is, is, is just the rule of thumb. Like, yeah. you never know who's a dick and who's not a dick, who has money and doesn't have money. Who's going to appreciate you? Who's going to treat you like shit? Yeah. But so keep keep your ears and your heart and your eyes open. Ask lots and lots of questions before you take on a client. Make sure you have some sort of questionnaire. Make sure, even if they filled out the questionnaire, ask even more fucking questions. Book yeah. a meeting. Like, it might take a little bit longer of an onboarding process, but how much is your mental health and your time worth to you? Is it worth the 30-minute conversation? Right. You know what I mean? And like having a more structured onboarding process might be a good idea to have. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think I'm taking that advice because I'm like, I'm always just like two email exchanges and I'm like, okay, I guess. Totally. And half the time it's okay, but sometimes I'm like, oh, regrets. Yeah. And like every time you have a bad experience with a client, really try it and ask yourself, how can I improve my process to make sure that this never happens again? Do I need to have an extra meeting? Do I need to add an extra line item to my contract? When I first started making contracts, they were a half a page long. Now they're seven pages. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been fucked over a lot. There's been a lot of updates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, 
you know, like, and, and again, if there's something going wrong in a client relationship, it's usually something that's completely preventable mm-hmm. and it's usually your fault. Yeah. So like, yeah, no, I, I, I agree over that and make the decision to improve it or else you just make the same mistakes over and over again. And what is that called? Insanity. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So we don't want that. Yeah. So with all that being said, can I hear a happy story? So we've talked about a lot of bad client situation. What's like a best client you've ever had? Um, so I, you know, I really liked working for OkCupid. Um, oh yeah. That was such a great collaboration because for one thing, I reached out to them. Um, it was totally like a ha- like a just overnight, like all of a sudden. You know, I wasn't like thinking about or anything. Like a friend of mine did a post that was like um, partnership with OkCupid. I met my husband on OkCupid. So I was like, oh, I love OkCupid, you know, tag them in the comment. And they started following me. And I was like, oh, because I know I like their branding and all that. And I was like, you know, joked on my story, like, hey, let's, you know, let's collab. Um, And I mentioned them and they were like, let's do it. And I was like, holy shit, that was like amazingly easy because, you know, I didn't have to wait for anyone to reach out to me. And they came forward and they were like, they had the whole package ready in the budget, which now I realize I probably could have charged a little more, but I was happy with their budget at the time. You know, it was like, I was like, well, this is like the most money I've ever made from one project. Nice. Um, yeah, it was great. And they were just like, here's what we'll pay you. Here's what we want. What do you think? And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. They paid, not only that, they paid me within like two weeks. I wasn't even done doing the work yet. They paid me the full fee, which like never happens because I feel like yeah. I'm always waiting like 60 days after, which is like crazy or like chasing down invoices you know but they always wait until the last day to pay you yeah that is and then there's times where I'm like like the, the check was in the mail and I'm like I it's not in the mail it's been 30 days you have to send a new one or PayPal me or whatever um but yeah so OkCupid was amazing and they they let me have so much creative freedom and I was like this is like awesome like because I feel like you know they respected me and trusted my voice mm. um and my talent so it was kind of like I gave them ideas, they refined them or edited them, and then we went forward and it was just like, it was it was just so awesome because I, for one thing, I it was so cool. It felt like it, it kind of came full circle. Like I met my husband on OkCupid, so I've always like really had a, a little special place for them. Um, and then to be able to collaborate with them on a social media campaign. Um, so I did like 20 posts for them and they were super chill. They like had everything like you know, they didn't have like crazy, they had some revisions, but they weren't anything like too wild. In fact, I I was almost like in the beginning, I sent some work to them the first round and they were like, you know, incorporate more of your style, like not less, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was trying to be a little bit too like designy. And they were like, no, we want it like totally illustrated, like do your thing, you know? And I was like, oh, wow, that's so nice to have like that, you know, where they were like, we hired you because we want what you already do. Just do it for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so they were a dream to work with and, um, just that it was just like clear, concise, <laughs> communicating great, you know, they let me have freedom and they liked my ideas and that was nice to, to feel like, you know, I felt very, uh, like it was just like a big compliment that whole, that whole project. Nice. Yeah. I'm like yeah. more clients like that, please. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like, um, I do think that it's a good way to get clients with the outreach system that you just described. Yeah. Like you'd never just DM someone out of nowhere and ask them for a favor. Right. Oh yeah. Don't, ever, don't do that. Like, yeah. you know how many times people just DM me their work for a of illustration with not even a hello? Oh, do you know that's how? So, do you know I, how I'm many, not surprised, but yeah. Do you know how many of those people get posted? Yeah, no. None of them. <laughs> yeah. They never get posted. 
So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, treat me like a fucking person. Like, yeah, exactly. If, if we met at a bar, you wouldn't just be like, here's my portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Hand me your business card and walk away. You'd fucking greet me and yeah. get to know me. Yeah. And also, like, on every single post and in the description, it tells you exactly how to get featured in Women of Ill. So it's like, it would have right. taken you two seconds. Yeah. Like, use the hashtag or become a Patreon. Yeah. Like, you know, that's it. Um, and then I'll have people who were, who like, complain to me. Like, I've been using the hashtag for three months and you never post me. And I'm like, that's because your skill isn't there yet. Yeah. Like, keep working at it. It takes time. But I believe in you. And I said, I've seen some growth, but keep going. Yeah. And, and then I've been called, like, you're a bitch. And I'm like, oh. wow, if you can't handle that, like, you're not going to make it in this industry. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't just assume that you're entitled to something that you're not. Exactly. It's like, I'm, and also, like, I make no money with this platform. Like, I'm I know. doing this I was... all out of the kindness of my heart. So, like, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> it's How dare you is, like, oh, Instagram. That's how I feel about it. It's, like, a whole mood. Like, I get so <laughs> irritated with that whole, like, Instagram culture sometimes. It's, like, everyone, like, I don't know. This is free content. You're welcome. You know? I know. Like, like don't complain. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, you don't get to complain about it. It's free. Like, give us feedback. That's fine. Yeah. But don't just, like, yell at us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, that's why I think, you know, like not everyone's going to like your content. Your content isn't meant for everyone on the planet. Exactly. It shouldn't be. That would be crazy. That would, it's called a niche for a reason. Yeah. All right. It's called a subject matter for a reason. Yeah. And also like if you're trying to get clients, like follow them, interact with them, comment on their stuff, like get them familiar with seeing your face. And then when you do go in their DMs, don't still. Yeah. Don't you ask them for anything. Right. Say hello. Ask them a question. Like. You know, t- give them a compliment. Yes. And don't just give me a compliment and then immediately ask for something. Yeah. I, I, that's another thing. I see right through you. Like, yeah. Get, I get, and the only reason I say this is because I get like 40, 50 messages a day. Oh, my God. Asking to get featured. So it's like my patience is only That's really so annoying. Available. I don't know how you. And I don't make any money off of it. So it's not like, and like Rick helps me a lot with this stuff because he's much better with customer service than I. Uh, I'm like kind <laughs> of a dick. Yeah. So it's like, and I'm trying not to be a dick. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, and they'll just be like, oh, I love your platform. I think it's so great how you're helping women. Oh, my God, but can I get featured? Oh. And I'm like. That's not how you build a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I post two to three times a day every day, but yeah. the hashtag's been used more than 150,000 times. Yeah. There's only so much left. You know? Right, right. And I wish I could help everyone, but you can't always. And it's the same thing with these businesses that you're reaching out to. Yeah. Like, create a dialogue with them. Like, yeah. build some sort of relationship, especially yes. if they're a small business. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then be like, hey, I'm just wondering. Like, I really like your content. Do you, would you ever want to collab sometime? Like, yeah. book, book a session, just talk some shit, talk some ideas. Yeah. I think we could really help each other. Like, you know what? I would like, I have, like, you're, like, you're solving a problem for them. Like, remember that as an artist, you guys are not a fucking commodity. Right. All right? You're not a t-shirt. Right? You are dollar signs. Yeah. They're going to make money off of you. They need you. Like you were saying earlier, like, they need you more than you need them. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, without marketing, they're just another brand. So do you think it's, like, cool to, like, because my whole thing with OkCupid, I was so surprised because I basically was, like, I reached out to them and in a like you know between the lines I was like pay me pay me for my services like it felt like something that I was surprised it worked but I don't know if I would feel comfortable doing it a whole lot not in that sense you know I'm not I know it didn't actually use those words with them but it was kind of like mm-hmm. when you reach out to someone you're like hey let's collab what you're really saying is like do you want to pay me for my services and I can help you <laughs> <laughs> yeah does it feel sleazy like I don't know 
I mean, when I say collab, I give them a link to my landing page that talks about money and process, but yeah. Got it. Um, So, like, I definitely think, like, have some sort of marketing in place. Have a link to send them something. Yeah. Check you out. Also, have some self-awareness. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 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 I know it's, I know it's hard. Like, I know your mom and your friends are just like, you're amazing. Yeah. But, like. Like, you have to know, like, are you on par with the kind of illustration work that they've used before? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, like, you have to mimic that same style or anything like that. But, like, you have to, you know, you need to pay your dues in terms of experience. And Mm -hmm. you can jump really quickly in your career just by practicing more. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I know people who had, went from, like, never working with a client in their life to working with all the top brands in less than a year because they spent, like, six hours a day while going to school, while having a full-time job, while having kids. Wow. And barely getting any sleep because they practiced and got good enough really quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's So it's not about, like, you or time. And, like, I know people who've worked their asses off and, you know, have, you know, my friend right now is going through like a serious like late stages of cancer and she is all types of fucked up with her hand trying to draw and she's still doing her best you know what I mean yeah and like obviously like if you can't work if you're sick like take a break like don't hurt yourself yeah mental health is a thing like workaholics a thing all the things but also ask yourself like could you be doing more yeah like do you need to watch all of that Netflix it's so true yep you can watch it while you draw and you don't need to be on social media 14 hours a day i hate that instagram tells you how long you've been on it oh it's there's a button now i need to yeah i think i'm gonna put limits on my screen time because i think it is cutting into my productivity but it totally is just one of those things yeah i recently had this conversation with uh brooke from good type in a previous episode um, that just that just got released this past week and i really love and she has uh, over a million followers for good type um, probably one of the most successful typography curated pages I've ever yeah. been aware yeah, of. Yeah, I love them. And she t- she's like, oh, I don't pay attention to what the competitors are doing. Oh. She's like, I have no idea. Wow. And I'm like, what? That. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're not constantly surrounding yourself, like having peers on your Instagram, I totally get. Yeah. But not your direct competition that someone has your exact same style and your exact same style. Oh, yeah. And all the things because oh, you're going to copy them. Yeah. You're going to measure your success by them. And it's kind of like you're volunteering to feel bad about yourself every time you open your fucking phone. Amen, dude. I that is so true. In fact, I've started I've unfollowed people and I won't follow people who I feel like are too similar to my style cuz I'm like I don't want to see it, not because <laughs> nothing against them, but I'm like I feel like I'll act like it'll seep into my subconscious or something I'll accidentally copy something you did or just like yeah, like I just don't I don't need that. Because it does. It makes you feel bad when you're like, oh, well, you have 200,000 followers and our, our shit looks exactly the same. You know, like you're yes. getting all these projects and it's like, oh, like I don't need to see that. So I don't even follow people who, yeah, for that exact reason, because I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to see it. I feel bad enough <laughs> for like a whole host of other reasons. Yeah. That's uh, good we've advice. Had, we've talked about so many fucking good things. We've talked about pricing for a hot minute, yeah. usage rights, uh, how to tell a bad client from a good client. Uh, some really good red flags that you guys are paying attention to, how to better present yourself online and your skills, how to do some of your own PR and trying to collab with other clients on the internet in a nice way. You're not seen as like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't tell you how much I've learned 
just from running them of illustration just because I'm on the other end of it. And I'm I like, bet. this shit is annoying as fuck. Yeah. Like, holy, like it takes, like there's like been a couple times where I've sent them like a huge rant. Like this wow. is what you did wrong about the sales pitch. Because it, like, if I don't tell them, they're just going to keep doing it. You and that's I mean? like nice because you don't owe them that, you know? Yeah. You're like, you're welcome. I mean, that's like good. You know, even though they're probably like highly offended sometimes, but it's oh, helpful. I've, you yeah, have to I've take been criticism. I've been bitched out quite a few times. Wow, feature certain people, and I'm like, well, you bitching at me is not going to help you. Yeah, so I exactly. Don't, like I, I'm doing my best here. I'm just a, I'm just a woman. Yeah, I feel like it's people don't realize me. like it's just one person behind these accounts most of the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, you send me an unsolicited message, you're going to get an unsolicited response that you might not like. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't know, like, I, same thing when I reach out to people to get on this podcast. Like, not every person I message wants to be on the podcast. Right. You know what I mean? Every yeah. person I reach out for a collab doesn't want to be on my model or they want, you know, more money and I can't afford it or whatever. Right. And it's just like, be kind. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Have your antennas up. Try to be understanding of other people's perspective or lack of information or experience. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, don't get fucking trampled on. Yeah. I think there's a delicate balance. And I think trial and error, Mm -hmm. you just learn as you go through things. So, yeah, I I totally agree. And I think at at the end of the day, yeah, just not being a bitch, (laughs) you know, is is helpful because you just never know where someone's at. Yeah. Don't be a little bitch. (laughs) Like, don't be a whiny bitch. Yeah. And don't be a mean bitch. Exactly. Yes. But be like a fierce bitch. Exactly. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Be like yes. a boss bitch. A boss right? bitch. That's there the, we go. That's the only bitch we want to channel. I love the word bitch so much. I do it's too. So versatile. It doesn't offend me at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> except when it's except when someone's like, "Hey, bitch." Yeah. Like, in a car. Anytime, just don't. Oh, yeah. Know, don't talk to me while you're in a moving vehicle. It's yeah. just not. It's not gonna work. Okay. Yeah. What I'm is your end game? What are you yeah. trying to accomplish? Yeah. I just don't. Just keep going. Yeah. It's not helpful. Anyways, on that note, <laughs> before we wrap up this episode, is there any way that we can promote you? Do you have anything cool coming up? Um, you know, I'm working on a couple things, but I, nothing I can promote at this time. But um, people should follow me on Instagram at Drawn by Mary. I'm going to start coming out with more merchandise, I think, um, in the near future. And that's what I'll be doing. So. Yeah, she's got T-shirts, tanks. She's got an enamel pin. I see some mugs, tote bags. Yeah. Do you like the phrase "badass babe"? Have you ever wanted to wear "badass babe" or drink from a cup that says "badass babe" on it? Well, here is your opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. And also, I really like your enamel pin. I, it's sold oh, out. Thanks. You should make it more is. fucking enamel I know. Pins. I should. Uh, keep your filthy laws off my silky drawers. <laughs> it's so funny because I made it two years ago and it just got hyped like in the past couple I months and sold why. out. I know. I'm like, oh, I guess my timing was a little off, but I'm glad they were. Uh, yeah, I should probably order more of those. People love them. Enamel pins do so good. Guys. I know. They're such a labor though, but they're I worth know. it. They really are. I'm going to start. I'm going to start making some for Letter Shop soon. Awesome. Yeah, they're fun. They are really fun. So. Oh, I collect them, and I just bought like a huge board to, oh that's awesome to keep them all because they're just like in piles yeah in my fucking apartment and i was so worried about losing them on the move so oh just, yeah precious. i love you my little babies yeah a it's board like, is a good way to display yeah. them a little, a little cork board situation yeah. don't yeah. buy those those flag bullshits okay i see companies they're like these like felt flags that oh, you no. buy and then they'll charge like 30 dollars for them 
And then I looked at Amazon, they're $5. Yeah, it's a, what, a piece of felt. You yeah. could just like go to the fabric store. Like I see them all that's over crazy. Instagram. Like if you sell enamel pins, where like there's always these like felt little flags. Yeah, like, that's right. Fuck those things. Yeah, no. The cork board, yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, cork board. Just boop. Just have a little uh, mug with all the little butt, the backs. You're good. Yeah, exactly. That's Smart. it. Genius. See, tips for days. There you go. <laughs> That's all you guys need. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Women of Illustration. Yes, please follow Drawn by Mary. If you are not following Women of Illustration, what is wrong with you? <laughs> all right. Get on that. Uh, also, I would appreciate a follow at Letter Shop. It's two P's and an E. Uh, if you don't, if you know, if you're unable to find me. Um, a great way to support the podcast is becoming a patron. For $10, you can go ahead and get a story shout out. This usually will get you anywhere from 50 to 100 followers. Yes, followers are cool and they're hard to get. If you get featured on the grid, it's uh, it's fifty dollars, and and if you sign up right now, you get a bonus lecture. This lecture is going to be teaching you how to find your niche in the first place, something we're all very curious about, and how to grow on Instagram. This is actually from a course that I created that I was charging six hundred and fifty dollars for. You guys are getting a mini version of this course for no money. It's just a little freebie. Uh, to help as a nice special thank you for supporting the podcast and every single dollar that you give us on patreon actually goes to pay more female artists with an upcoming collab that i am currently in the works and can't tell you anything about because it's a secret okay okay all right so thank you guys so much for listening if you haven't already please review us on itunes they took the podcast down for like a week because i used the word fuck in the description and it, it took them like months to find it. We are back up. So if you currently subscribed to iTunes, you're going to have to resubscribe for some reason or just listen to us on Spotify that doesn't care about profanity. <laughs> so that'd be great. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. All right. Time to say bye. Bye, bye. guys. Thanks for listening to us and getting all the free advice. Just remember it's free and don't complain. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. But wait, there's more. <laughs> P.S. Guys, we just went ahead and launched a brand new Women of Illustration coaching program on Patreon. Uh, right now, today is August 28th. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I did this recording <laughs> with Mary. And we just went ahead and launched this today. It's a new type of thing that we're trying out. I've done mastermind courses before, classes, group coaching. This is something a little bit different. Because I've been, I book anywhere from 10 to, I don't know, maybe 25 in some cases, coaching sessions a month, helping artists just figure out their shit. Like, do you want to sell products? Like, how do you even go about that? How do you market yourself? How do you grow on Instagram? How, <laughs> how do you get clients? How do you price yourself? How do you gain more confidence? How do you find your niche? All the things. And I can make courses into oblivion, but nothing is going to be as meaningful and as impactful as if I'm just talking to you one-on-one. -on -one. So, coaching program. Every single month, we're going to sit down for at least 30 minutes and talk about your goals and actually get you accountable <laughs> with those goals because we're going to be talking every month, baby. And believe me, if you didn't do your homework, I'm going to have something to say about it because I want to make sure that you can actually make money from this. Like this, I just looked at my freaking analytics, right, for Letter Shop, and I made $15,000 this month. And that's mostly from products. I want to be able to help you guys do the same. And like the year before that, I was making over $100,000 with a mixture of client projects and royalties and doing a book and selling products and teaching courses and all the things. 
And it's totally possible. So if you're the kind of artist that maybe you don't, or maybe you're not full-time right now, maybe you still have a day job, maybe you hate it, maybe you love it, you probably hate it, and you're itching, you're itching to do something more. Let's hang out. Let's talk about it, right? A course that's made just for you and your needs and your specific situation, right? Okay, so coaching. So it's not just a 30-minute coaching session because I just I offer those all the time willy-nilly. But this is a coaching program. So not only does it include that coaching session, but you also get access to this very private, <laughs> I know everyone says like exclusive, but it, it really is exclusive, Instagram chat group, okay? So that way you don't have to wait a month to ask me a question. If you, I will be your Google, pretty much. <laughs> you have a quick question, you don't, you feel weird about this price you're giving to a client, you can't figure out this one thing in Squarespace. You maybe need a couple extra bonus features on the gram because <laughs> you want this one sale that you just announced on Instagram to get more eyeballs on it. This is all included. You can talk to me every day if you want. <laughs> and then also on top of this coaching program, you're also getting featured in the grid on Instagram and you're also getting early access to podcast episodes and our uh, I'm going to say monthly prompt series that we started, which you guys haven't uh heard much about on this podcast because most of the episodes are like a month old and that's kind of like a new thing so hang out with us on instagram so you can stay on top of all the new things but yeah so this coaching program all this stuff it's 100 bucks i know it sounds like a lot but normally my coaching sessions are 75 for 30 minutes and that's all you get so the fact that you do get the coaching session you do get to pretty much hang out with me every day via dm on moment of illustration you get bonus features you also get featured in the grid which is a 50 dollars value and you get all the other things. So this is a great way that we can just hang out and be best friends, right? If you're into, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, and also it really supports the podcast because we're so much more than that. We're a community and we are also launching this really cool collab that I mentioned that was like a little bit of a secret. Um, very, very soon where I, literally all the money you give me, I'm just paying it forward and paying other artists. So there you have it. And the end of this weird ad that you always hate that's at the end of a podcast, but it's kind of important and, and totally relatable. That's it. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> bye, 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 bye.